0: Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. Parks and Recreation. We're doing it. Yeah, people say we sometimes take too long to say what we're going to be reviewing on the podcast, (laughs) although I just get right to it. Yeah. Going to be talking about NBC's comedy show, Parks and Recreation. It's a good uh, shout-out to the listeners who can't read the title of (laughs) uh,
1: the podcast. (laughs) It's a TV show uh, done by the guys who did The Office.
0: And you wouldn't be able to tell. They've... They've gone in a totally different direction with the show. Mm. Basically, the setup of the show Parks and Recreation is it's the office, except rather than being in an office, it's at the Government Department of Parks and Recreation. Mm. So they're also pretty good with their titles, the people who uh, do these shows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what they'd call a show if they set it in a bar. She is. I was going to say the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I guess it mainly focuses on the character Leslie uh, nope, and because uh, she sort of heads up the parks department and there's a staff around her. And it focuses on the staff and Leslie.
0: Yes, Leslie, played by uh, Amy Poehler, which you might have seen in Saturday Night Live and various other things, mm. is the main character. She's not actually sort of the the head of the department but she's the one that gets everything done. Yeah. She's the super enthusiastic, really believes in government uh personality in the mm. office.
1: Yes. And it's probably probably um let people know this is a show that like uh like the office is a mockumentary. It's got a camera crew going around filming stuff, you've got talking heads. <laughs> All that sort of jazz. Yeah. Now, in this podcast, are we, uh, the listeners might want to know what we're spoiling, what we're not spoiling. We are definitely going to assume that you've seen the first three seasons of Parks and
0: Recreation, correct? So, yes, the show has just finished its fourth season, and we'll talk a bit about the show generally, but uh, we're going to be reviewing this season. We'll talk about a few of the sort of story arcs and plot developments of this season without spoiling them, but there will be a bit of assumed knowledge. Of the uh, the first three seasons, so obviously not a a drama entirely plot based show. No. But if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know a few of the things, mm. we're letting you know yeah, now. Warning you, yeah. But
1: but I think it'll be pretty easy podcast to follow, even if you've never seen the show before. So
0: we started talking about Leslie a bit. She's quite endearing. She has a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm for not just her job Parks and Recreation, but her friends as well. She's a very... She's a good character. You're supposed to like her, and I do like her, Mm. and I think her quirky oddities add a lot of humour to the stories that she drives as well.
1: Yeah, and I think throughout the course of the series, she's gotten a lot more competent and... Uh, likeable, for want of a better word. Like, I think when the show started, I think a lot of people were going, oh, she's just like a female version of Michael from The Office. (laughs) Uh, She's just this sort of stupid, incompetent, bumbling sort of person who's a bit inconsiderate about others. And now she's really, in many ways, become the straight person of the show. She's the grounded, likeable one And uh, the supporting cast provide the craziness around her, almost.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the humour from the show comes from how enthusiastic she is for all the projects, but how indifferent everyone else is. They just view this as an easy, like, government public service job where they just show up and do as little as possible and try not to create any uh, waves throughout the day.
1: Mm.
0: I do find it a bit disappointing how Leslie,
1: especially maybe this last season, we didn't really get as much funny shenanigans from
0: Leslie. No, this season she's been a lot more focused in terms of her climbing the uh, sort of political ladder, if you will. Yeah, so I thought that was a bit of a shame. Uh, It maybe took a bit of comedy out of the show. So let's talk about some of the people uh, supporting, or not supporting, (laughs) Leslie at the uh, Parks and Rec office. Hmm. We have Ron Swanson. Who is probably the fan favourite character of the show. People like Ron Swanson.
1: Yeah. He's got a mustache. It's a very good mustache. yeah, it's very good. He's got a I know you're a fan of facial hair uh, <laughs> and he's also like eyebrows. he can move his eyebrows very comedically. Um, he's got a good good comb
0: for his hair. Yeah no, he looks he looks like a good character and he is one. He's a man's man, yeah once once and he he, he loves- likes steak. yeah, he drinks whiskey, smokes cigars. Makes uh, whittles, He's which is do woodwork. doing woodwork. Woodworking, whittling, not else. <laughs> peeing on things. Yeah. <laughs> and he works for the government, but he hates government. Yeah. He says, like, he, he hates big government. His ideal form of government is just one man in a room who chooses when to push the button yeah. to blow up the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he hates government. He's one of these
1: uh, libertarian uh, people who doesn't believe in big government. I think he's got all his money is, like, like, is it in gold or something, or buried, <laughs> buried. in his backyard or something like um. So he's like that. And he says he. the only reason he works for government is because he
0: wants to sort of take it down almost. <laughs> one of my favourite Ron Swanson moments is when a little girl on a school trip comes into the office to yep. learn about government, and mm-hmm. she has to do an essay why government matters. And yeah. so Ron talks to her and uh, her mum comes in angry with the with the assignment that she's written and says, Why government matters, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Another character we have in the show that both of us are a fan of Tommy Haberford. <laughs> Haberford. <laughs> yeah, I've I've watched <laughs> I've watched the whole show, except for the new season, twice through. The whole first time I watched it, I thought it was Haberford. Yeah. Maybe it was you. I'm going to blame. that for you. No, not, no. I'm going to say you said Haverford. No.
1: I, yeah. I know I just made a the mistake then, but I I, I correct myself straight away, because I know it's Tommy Haverford.
0: Second time around, I realised it was Haverford with a yeah. V. Yeah, Haverford. Either way, he was our eighth uh, favourite uh, sitcom character of the past 20 years. Yeah, we love this guy, and uh, we even maybe got a little bit of grief
1: for picking him over Ron Swanson. And I had one friend who said, "Oh, why didn't you pick Leslie?" But I think that's the outlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just think he's such a funny character, and we went on it at, We went on about him a bit in the sitcom character, so we don't want to just completely rehash that. But
0: he's just uh, got so much confidence, and he's just such a such a funny character. I think the character of Tom Haverford is great, but in, and Zizan Sari brings something to it that even when the the writing is a bit average, not the top of the game for every episode, he just makes it funny. His little his intonation, his funny facial expressions—they always bring some humour mm. uh, to the show.
1: There's an episode where he goes out shopping with Donna. It's a day where they uh decide to treat yourself, right? <laughs> um, and he's shopping. And he's trying on clothes, and he comes out, of the, uh, comes out of the change room, and he goes, I'm wearing velvet slippers, cashmere socks, velvet pants, cashmere turtleneck. I'm like a velvet cashmere candy cane. And <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just love his extravagance and his uh, style. It's just he's someone who has a lot of self-confidence and thinks he's very cool and, like, the coolest guy in Pawnee, and he's really quite lame. But sort of the the added layer to that is Pawnee's actually a pretty lame community. So there is a chance he probably is one of the coolest guys. Maybe uh, that's what we should do. Just go to a small town where there aren't heaps of cool people and we just instantly
0: become the coolest people in that town. <laughs> I think this is something that you think was too easy for us It's like, yeah, we just go back to high school Bam! Instantly, two coolest kids this is cool. Oh, we'll just go to some small, like, country town Bam! Instantly, two coolest guys there <laughs> yeah. We'll rule that place Matty <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny C in the house yeah. uh, Okay, maybe not <laughs> So, uh, are they pretty much all the characters we want to talk about? There's also some other characters. (laughs) (laughs) There are also some other people which Matt does not perhaps share the same enthusiasm for (laughs) as Ron Swanson and Tom Haverford. Unless you know. Yeah. There's April. She's the. Oh,
1: she's great.
0: (laughs) She sort of starts working there as an intern. She's really indifferent to anyone and everyone. There's Andy. Andy Dwyer. He basically plays the dumb guy yeah on the show like most sitcoms have sort of the dumb person yeah he's the dumb one he has grown so likable over the course of um the four seasons though at the start of the show it seemed like he was just kind of lazy and immature it seemed like he was the equivalent maybe of roy
1: from the office pam's ex-fiancee was sort of like He was the thing stopping her from going out with Jim. He was a real douche to her. He was sort of dragging her down quite a lot. So you sort of, in the first season, didn't like Andy because you saw how he was sort of hurting Anne and sort of, like, having her in a bad situation. But over the course of the four seasons, he has grown into one of the... maybe even the most likable, endearing
0: characters on the show. I would agree. He's still the the dumb character except yeah. that the dumbness if you will makes him do funny crazy things yes and that immaturity has kind of been replaced with a endearing sort of childlike yeah. quality yeah like he's got an innocence to him he's definitely much more likable
1: yeah i loved uh there's a season there's an episode where he's playing a secret service agent right and he's got code names for all the characters <laughs> uh, like sort of like Eagle or whatever, but, like, with all the women, it's, like, just describing his relationship with them. Like, uh, with Anne, it's been there, done that. (laughs) With April, it's currently doing that. With (laughs) Leslie, it's
0: wouldn't lie if I hadn't thought about that. Ben, you're Eagle too. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God.
1: (laughs) He's great. He's really good. Then you've got a few of these other characters we've just mentioned.
0: You've got uh, Anne, who's sort of... Les- Starts off as a nurse. Yeah. Ends up becoming good friends with Leslie. That's kind of her role. Be yeah. Leslie's... Friend. Female friend. Yeah. And the hospital is obviously getting a, a bit annoying for the writers to have to
1: write around her being a nurse. Just, go, oh, just give her a job in the Parks Department, then she just be, like,
0: hanging around all the time. Yeah. <laughs> for a while, that was kind of funny, like a joke within the show, just yeah. like... Like, why are you here? Aunt? You don't even work here. Yeah. But I think that kind of went on too long. They were like, yeah. oh, yeah, maybe they have to have a reason <laughs> for to be always hanging around the parks and rec office. Yeah, then you've got um, you've got Donna,
1: who's sort of a bit sassy. Uh, you've got Jerry, who's the guy that just everyone blames for everything. He's sort of the office scapegoat. Yeah,
0: I like Jerry. He's the, the yeah, poor he's guy. The... I like how everyone hates Jerry because... A, he's just constantly making mistakes. He is yeah. that kind of like wandering yeah. idiot, idiot. And B, just for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> like when Jerry's trying really hard and is doing well, everyone just hates on him. He never gets credit when he does something good, <laughs> but he always
1: gets the blame when he does something bad. <laughs> uh, and th- that's funny. But to Jerry's credit, he's got a good attitude about it. Like he still l- really likes everyone there, and he still like uh, tries really hard. And has sort of like keeps his chin up and puts enthusiasm into what he's done. He has not been beaten down by the system. Even though he's the one who gets the worst jobs and things. So that's sort of good. <laughs> Always keep your idealism
0: when you're in work. That's uh, what we like to see. Then around the end of season two, I believe. They bring in a couple uh, new crazy characters. We have Ben, played by Adam Scott. Yeah, you might have seen in Party Down and some other things. Yeah, he's sort of a bit of a black political type guy. And Chris, played by Rob Lowe. Mm, or you might know him as Sam from The West Wing. Yeah. Another political show. <laughs> and they're brought in from sort of externally in order to sort of manage the city budget. There's sort of like a budget crisis and they end up sticking around and yep. becoming part of the, the team. Yeah. Um, we might
1: talk about Ben a bit later when we're talking about some of the plot developments this season uh, four, but with uh with Sam or chris chris he's Sam in the west wing <laughs> with chris he's a character with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy, uh, very highly active he's always jogging, running, having energy shakes having organic food and just um, he calls
0: everyone by their full name like Ann Perkins. <laughs> the double finger point and yeah. the the big smile, yeah, uh, gets me every time. He's always happy to see me. And
1: that is literally the most exciting character I've ever talked about. Like, <laughs> everything is ex- literally the best. Yeah. That is literally the best thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> I think he's a funny character, um, and I loved him when he started on the show. But he's worn a little thin
0: for me. Yeah, I really liked him when he first joined the show. When he'd say things like he was paranoid about getting sick, yeah, and he'd say, yeah. "My body is a microchip." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I loved him. But yeah, that sort of one-dimensional aspect of him, of him being relentlessly positive, did wear a bit thin. And then you have him entering in some relationships and so on, kind of gave him something to do. But they didn't really end up being the most interesting arcs on the show. Yeah,
1: exactly. Let's talk about some of the plot developments uh, for season four, because season four is uh, a bit different to the other seasons, I would say, with some directions they take it. Uh, Leslie is running for city council position, so um, we see a lot less this season of running a parks department and more running a campaign
0: for city council. Well, I know you're a bit of a a political uh, person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I myself thought that was interesting. We've always known that Leslie would want to run for office someday, so I thought this was a natural progression of the show. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is that's not quite enough of an arc. Oh, oh, sorry. Phone call. My friend Chris calling
1: again. Oh, pretty much. G'day, Chris.
0: Matthew, how are you
1: going? Good, we're just recording a podcast now. You're on Screen Verdict. Oh no,
0: not again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very exciting,
1: very exciting. What are you guys reviewing today? The TV show Parks and
0: Recreation. Yes. What's What are your thoughts on the show, Chris? Uh,
1: I've never seen it before, but I'm told it's very good. Oh, who's, t- ta- who's been
0: talking this up? A friend of mine from uni. Oh, good. It wasn't me. Uh, right. I thought I was going to say you, what? and I'd be like, "Oh, what a what a spoiler of our verdict." <laughs> Matt likes the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, great. See, you guys right. we'll later. Yeah, Bye. thanks for the call, buddy. Bye. There you go, Chris, two-time unintentional uh, podcast, podcast caller. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about? The election campaign. You were saying your thoughts on the election campaign. See, I was interested in the story, but I didn't think that was enough for a whole 22-episode season to be sort of the main arc when you know there's only going to be two outcomes, Leslie wins or loses the election. Yeah. There's not really enough there.
1: Yes. Although the season final episode is called Win, Lose, or Draw. So <laughs> they, they brought a third option in. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Part
0: of me, I sort of missed the... Parks department stuff. I miss the pit. Yeah. For those who don't know, the show started off with, uh, there was a dug, basically a huge hole in the ground in this lot where mm. something was going to be done, but then it never got, uh, filled in or, mm. and so there was just like an empty hole in the ground which people were falling in. People just throwing in rubbish. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Leslie wanted to fill in the pit and make it into a park. Yeah. That seemed to go on for like quite a long time, and then they just dropped it off without really, yeah, resolving it. Yeah, I we, wanted a park on the pit. Yeah, I, I care a lot more about there being a
1: park in that pit <laughs> than Leslie becoming a city council
0: person. The show isn't called Run for City Council Person; it's called Parks and Recreation. I want to see the parks getting built. Yeah, and then people recreationally enjoying that park yeah because it's a much smaller issue
1: but that's sort of what the show is about it's about a small town small issues local uh, local politics and sort of the bureaucracy of creating a small park and i i i I was a bit although i love politics i love election campaign storylines and things that's i always find those things exciting i felt like in some ways that they lost a bit of what the show was about with it and yeah I don't know if it's because they want the final seasons of Parks and Recreation for that park to finally get put in and they're not <laughs> sure they're not sure how many seasons it will last so they go oh, we'll have to put that on ice for a couple of years and come back to it later um, I don't know if you know they're setting stuff up that will later mean that it makes the park thing come back I don't know or they might never return to it
0: Tip for people uh, making a show on NBC, give the fans what you want, because you may be cancelled before you have the yeah. opportunity to <laughs> give it to them somewhere down the line. Yes, I would agree with that. So, just, uh, it could be worse, they could be on Fox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the election thing brought some funny stuff and brought some funny things into it, but i thought uh, a bit of a shame we're not back at the local sort of government I guess it's a local election, so it it does show us another aspect of local government. But I'm not even sure how true this rang to how a local election was run. Like, I think the stuff with the park, as funny as it was and as over-exaggerated as some of the stuff was, like people falling down and just throwing the rubbish in and things, I think it did show you when you try to build a park, there's a lot of bureaucratic red tape you have to get through. And it's frustrating and it's slow and it's tedious. And they mind a lot of comedy from that I'm not sure if I watched this season and thought oh yeah that's how a
0: local election is run. No it seemed like it was a lot more important or everything was I felt like I was watching like a presidential race. Yeah. Like the, the way the talk shows were involved and stuff it seemed like a more important issue than it actually was to these small town people that didn't even really know about the potential candidates. Maybe even like a Like maybe a
1: a race for governor of the state would make like would sort of fit with it. I wouldn't have said it was too elaborate if it was a governor race, but yeah, like I don't know how they get into local politics in America, but I know here it's very laissez faire. You just uh, we've got compulsory voting here, so you have to vote, and you you just rock up on the day. And you know, I I I did a blank ballot last local election because not because I was apathetic to politics or the community. I just thought, I don't know enough about these candidates <laughs> to make an informed decision. I don't want to be deciding which of these five names becomes our uh, council representative. Maybe a problem was the Bobby Newport character, uh, who is her main competitor in this played by Paul Rudd. And I think he gives a funny performance. I actually found him quite funny on the show, but his character was so stupid so, so stupid! It's almost like he was crazier than like anyone else on the show.
0: No, I love Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd. Oh, no, he's great. Yeah, he's funny. One of my favorite movies is "I Love You, Man." Him yeah. and Jason Segel, yeah. a great pair. I found him funny in the show. Yes, but it was to a, his stupidity was to a point of not being believable. Yeah, and Leslie's campaign was almost as disastrous to a point of not being believable. The yeah. setup of it being so so serious and important and like a proper political yeah. campaign yeah. was kind of didn't match up with how ridiculous all the mistakes they made on their campaign and how stupid Bobby Newport was. Yeah. was there was a little bit of like a disconnect yeah. there. But you get
1: a very low percentage of America even turning up to presidential elections a council election, I imagine, would be very hard to just get people to vote. And it seemed like there was very little of the season for so much election focus focused on how do we actually get people excited about voting in council elections or mm-hmm. voting in local for local politics. I don't, I don't know. I don't... The election leads us into Ben and Leslie. Ben, the guy who's brought in with Rob Lowe uh, at the end of season two, and Leslie start a relationship in season three. Because she's running for local council and will be heavily judged, and they both work for the for the same government, they are not allowed to go out. So we've got a huge Romeo-Juliet situation here of, of star-crossed lovers uh, <laughs> being separated by institutions. Uh, very epic. Very epic story. How did you find this?
0: <laughs> I like Ben as a character... I think the fact that he became the mayor of his hometown when he was 18 and then ran the town into the ground yeah. because he was 18 yeah. is quite a funny backstory. Yeah. And I like his interactions with the characters on the show, uh, particularly with Tom Haverford, how Tom's always calling him a nerd because mm. he likes Game of Thrones. And he's like, <laughs> but Game of Thrones has crossed into the mainstream. Like, yeah. But in terms of his arc with Leslie, I found that a bit long and tiresome, the will they, won't they yeah. back and forth. To be fair, Game of Thrones has crossed into the mainstream.
1: <laughs> um, I have no excitement for this relationship at all. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't think they're terrible together. But I don't really want the show to spend time on it because I could care
0: less about... So popular to say, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I like Ben and Leslie being together. I think they're a good couple, but the, the drama between them is a bit tedious, and I feel like that might continue. And I feel like they're always,
1: like, kissing on the show, like, this isn't really why I watch Parks and
0: Recreation. <laughs> bit of PDA, Leslie and Ben. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because Amy Poehler is actually married in real life and is one of the main writers on the show. Why is yeah. <laughs> she writing so many kissing scenes between her and someone that's not her husband? Yeah, if I was Will Arnett I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> Though really, you'd rather go out of Will Arnett than uh Adam Scott. I like Will Arnett more. In terms of pure looks, probably go with Adam Scott.
1: Yeah, but there's more than looks.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Screw Mary Kill. Will
1: Arnett.
0: Adam Scott. Roblo. <laughs> hmm. This is a tough one. Okay, okay. Marry Will Arnett, screw Rob Lowe, kill Adam Scott. I'd marry
1: Will Arnett too. I might screw Adam Scott and kill Roblo. Kill Rob, Lowe. but he was on the West Wing. He left the West Wing, man. He was too good for the West Wing. Mister, too, <laughs> too good for the
0: West Wing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I think he's a bit older than Adam Scott, and so healthy. Two point eight percent body fat. His character. <laughs> His character, not <laughs> Rob Lowe. Okay. So, uh, anyway. They can't just write, like, a fat guy the line to say he has 2.8% body okay, fat. Yeah. What's, what's, what's Adam Scott's body fat, though?
1: Anyway, let's, let's <laughs> get tra- we're getting sidetracked. We have a story arc in uh, Season 4, the E720 story arc, which I think <laughs> divided fans a little bit. Um, at the end of Season 3, Tom Haverford leaves the Parks Department to go set up his own media company with his mate, Jean-Ralphio, and they call the media company E720.
0: Uh, why do they give it that name? Because that's entertainment around the world twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom and Jean-Ralphio together are, is one of my favourite things about Parks yeah. and Rec. He, like Tom, is all about swag, being yeah. as cool as possible. He has some money to pull off some of these lavish things uh, because of inheritance and insurance from getting hit by a car. Mm. Um, but he's kind of a, a sleazy, not as likable, uh, Tom Haverford that yeah. everyone else hates, but Tom loves. He, even yeah. John Ralph, he thinks he makes a great team with John Ralphio. So they set up this company, which I'm not even sure what they do. That's the whole point of the company. <laughs> it was all about appearance. It wasn't about substance. It wasn't about service. It was about,
1: uh, having a professional basketballer just on retainer to play basketball with. Just and hot models walking around the office giving people free iPads. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the company was about, which is in some ways bad business, although Tom said you've got to spend money to make money. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we failed. We spent all of ours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it sort
0: of is one of the coolest companies I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great like, would, three months working at that company. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. It Divided fans, I just thought this was so funny. Yeah, I'm not sure how long they could have stretched it no, out, but I, I was definitely that, yeah. a fan. I thought as much E720, Tom Havid, John Ralphio together on the show, the better. Yeah, and actually, like, this was a...
1: Ben, I didn't really find that funny with all the relationship stuff with Leslie, but I found it very funny when he went into E720 and tried to help them out, and just, <laughs> like, his reactions uh, to the... I guess like sort of him reacting to the craziness is his best role on the show. (laughs) Where when there is some incompetence or craziness or just some extravagance that he sort of like doesn't get and is trying to explain to people why what they're doing is wrong, like him living with Andy Comedy goals. Him <laughs> having to explain how you wash dishes and how you can't just, like, all like, it's just fright. He's so out of Why his Why is debt. the yeah. mail in the freezer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we don't lose it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just say, but when he was with Leslie, since she is so competent and straight, like, you don't get that comedy. Yeah, so I loved E720. I thought it was great. We'll see if Andy and April get a dog this season. I thought that was pretty funny. A three-legged dog champion.
0: <laughs> right, a story arc on the show. If we talk about Andy and April having a dog, we're literally just going to be saying everything that happened throughout the season. Well, that's all I really want to talk about, so I'm happy to wrap up talking about all the story developments <laughs> now. So basically there was two arcs, the election, Ben and Leslie, some other things happened, but the two we liked were E720 <laughs> <laughs> and Andy and April get a dog. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you... Okay, well, would you like to add any?
1: No, not really. Yeah. So should we get to our verdict? All right, let's do it. Can I just say before we start our verdict? I feel like with the election stuff, and, and especially from my end with Leslie and Ben, it sounds like we're being very critical, right? It sounds like, you know, we've picked a lot of oh, this election thing took us away from what the show is about and stuff. I really like this show, right? I'm just putting that out there. This is a show I like, okay? It's always easier to talk about the funny sort of things that didn't make sense than the things you liked on a podcast. Much more entertaining. So I just want to put that out there. I guess guess uh, foreshadow perhaps my review.
0: So now we can do the verdict. <laughs> I felt like you just gave your review, but without saying a score. <laughs> it's like spoiler: here's my review, and said it pretty much word for word. You want me to finish off with my score and like my comments on the season? If then? that's your review, okay. yeah. Verdict, verdict. But
1: okay, screen verdict time. This season, I thought, um, apart from season one, which was just six episodes at the beginning, of the show finding their feet. I think um, of the three sort of full twenty-two episode seasons, this probably was the weakest because they did go away a bit from the, their roots and become a bit too unrealistic in the way they dealt with that election campaign. I, d- I do think this was their weakest season, but I still really love the show. These characters are great. Uh, this is some of the best writing and maybe the best ensemble we have, uh, at least in comedy, on TV at the moment. I, I, I think it's so good. Uh, I'd I'd love it to win the Emmy this year for Best Comedy Series. Mm. Well, there might be one or two shows I prefer. They might not even get nominated, though. Uh, I think of the nominated shows, there's a good chance this will be my favourite. So uh, I really think highly of this show. Uh, There was some great stuff this season, but at the same time, it was their sort
0: of weakest season. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. I, too, am a fan of the show. I think first season was only six episodes, kind of finding their feet. Then seasons two and three were really strong. I, I view them sort of in the eight, eight and a half area out of ten. Season four, I think, was the weakest. I think the first few episodes were good when we had some of the E720 stuff. Uh, I think Tom Havard, Ron Swanson, they're still always as funny as usual. Yeah. I think Andy can be quite funny. But there were are, are things that were just started to drag on, and things that I just found irritating and just not funny anymore this season. I think April has gone downhill a lot. I used to like her a lot. I yeah. think before her her being sort of apathetic to work and people was kind of believable, now they just kind of push it to where she says lines like, I hate people. And it seems a bit forced, and uh, I don't really like her character as much anymore. It's clearly not the case, either. <laughs> like, it's just clearly not a true reflection of where that character's at at the moment. And I think the election was a fine story, but as you said, it's kind of taken away from what was good about um, Parks and Recreation. And towards the end of the season, I wasn't even really liking the show that much anymore. I think it picked up a little bit, and I liked the final episode of the season. Hmm. Had a nice little cameo from John Raufio coming back onto the show, yep. which I enjoyed a lot. Got off on our technicality! <laughs> 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 oh, this guy It's a spin-off John Ralphio spin-off yeah. For sure <laughs> So yeah, I'm still a fan of the show And I'll still continue to watch it But I think this was a slight step down And I'll give season four a 7 out of 10 Okay Cool beans Parks and Recreation verdict Done yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't know, I did the Law and Order sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know the Parks and Recreation sound effect, yeah
0: is there anything in the old housekeeping jonathan we got a podcast request this week yes uh, the screen verdict facebook
1: page yes i'm just loading it up now it's from uh ivan you guys should do a podcast on salmon fishing in the yemen i haven't seen it yet but
0: i'm gonna see it next wednesday what Mm -hmm. do you think jonathan it's a suggestion It'd be funny if he had to, like, cancel on a date because we said we didn't like it. It's so, like, hey, why did you cancel? Oh, like, these two guys on the internet didn't like the movie. So it's a real mood killer, yeah. Oh, man, Well, I just... If you don't want to go out with me, just tell me the truth. Don't make yeah. up stories about internet men.
1: Yeah. Now, here's my reluctance to do salmon fishing in the Yemen. It's been out for a while. It's not got a whole lot of buzz... And at the moment, I'm trying to convince you to do some form of Lorax podcast (laughs) because I saw that this week and I'd like to do a Lorax podcast. And I feel like we can only do so many been out for a while, somewhat dated, like, podcasts. So I feel like if we did Salmon Fishing in Yemen, it would hurt my case for the Lorax
0: podcast. So my reluctance in doing a Salmon Fishing in Yemen podcast would be don't really want to have to see it perhaps an advantage of doing a salmon fishing in the Yemen podcast would be i might want to see it more than the Lorax ah okay (laughs) not too keen for this Lorax podcast (laughs) gotta say i think yeah i look i think People really want a Dr. Seuss podcast. Like, people love Dr. Seuss. My problem is not with Dr. Seuss. My problem is not with the books. Okay, yeah. My problem is with the film. Yeah, let us know. If there's something you want us to podcast on, if you agree with uh, Ivan, you want us to do Salmon Fishing in the Yemen, let us know on our Facebook page. If we get, you know, like, I'm not against doing Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. If you want us to do Lorax, post on our Facebook page something else. Fingers crossed for something else. Let us know on our Facebook page. Okay. But until then, guys, thanks for listening. Cheerio.